This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. AFCON 2010, where affiliates always attend for free. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Make your plans now to be at the most affordable, informative, interactive trade show anywhere. Haven't made your plans to join us? Then it's time to act fast. We have secured a limited number of hotel rooms at the fabulous Hyatt Regency Convention Center Hotel, the official host hotel of AFCON 2010. Book your reservations at our exclusive AFCON 2010 special rate by going to bit.ly slash cheap hotel. That's bit.ly slash cheap hotel. These rooms are guaranteed to be sold out fast. Remember, AFCON 2010 is giving you two days of back-to-back sessions, keynote presentations, exhibit access, and incredible nighttime networking for free. Plus, we're giving you unbelievable room specials for a limited time. Book your rooms now by going to bit.ly slash cheap hotel. AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. Bruce Clay is actually out of the office this week. He's presenting SEO training. Today you've got me, I'm Virginia, and I'm joined by our IT manager, Aaron Landrican, and our marketing director, Paula Allen. Um, some formalities first. Of course, you can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, and you can download it anytime from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel, and you can stream it on our site, semsynergy.com. We've got all the archives over there. And you can pick it up on iTunes. Last week, I attended Search Engine Strategies in New York City along with about 6,000 other attendees. And the four-day conference was full of everything you'd expect of a wonderful conference like Search Engine Strategies. Um, As the person that was live blogging it all, I think I got the best idea of what the big themes were for the conference and what some of the favorite sessions were. One of the big ones was about automating Twitter. A lot of people are interested to see how they can kind of leverage this really important social network right now, Mm -hmm. but maybe um, automate it a little bit. And I'm hoping to speak with some of the presenters from that session um, on the show sometime. We'll have to see. But what do you guys think about, I mean, certainly there's a time and a place for everything. Right, and And you have to be careful not to over-automate because you want to look like a person. (laughs) <laughs> you want to look genuine and have conversations with people that are spontaneous and real. 
Um, you and I and Susan have had this discussion recently because we wanted to program some tweets in advance before the convention. Mm-hmm. And um, you were able to do that. We used a tool called Social Oomph and um, advanced set up some tweets that announced, you know, Bruce Clay will be speaking in 15 minutes at such and such a place. Um, and at the end of the day, did you see our recap of all the great live blogs today? Um, but then I also monitored it while you were out of the office so that I was constantly checking who was talking about our company and responding to them and um, retweeting things. And there are certain accounts that you just expect that they'll kind of flow through their headlines like CNN breaking news. I follow them, not expecting to like talk with a person or anything, but knowing That's that true. all. Right. I think I think it, it depends on the intent of your Twitter account, too. I mean, every Twitter thing should, should be somewhat personal, so you should have a person monitoring it and being, quote-unquote, social. That's <laughs> the whole point. Right. Um, but there are times, like, like our Bruce Clay account, we use it mainly to announce things like, our blog posts, our newsletters, things that are coming up with the company. Uh, and because we use other systems to manage those, um, those are definitely things where we could automate those. Because when we publish something in WordPress, let's say, we can put in something that will uh, automatically push it to Twitter too. Uh, and it's not just Twitter, you can do that thing. You can do that with uh, Facebook and every other social thing that you want to send out announcements to, kind of push, push it out. So, yeah, I, I'm on the, the side of the fence where I think that it's okay to automate certain things, and I guess it sounds mm-hmm. like we all agree. There, there are certainly those that would disagree with us. Well, there's things like the spammy Twitter accounts where I mentioned some word in some tweet that I posted, and I'm automatically followed by some company that I don't care about. Uh, I think automating it that way is annoying, <laughs> to right. tell you the truth. Uh but I think certain things where you want to push things out to your customer, your customers, and you're already using another medium to do so, then automating those through Twitter, is, I think, is perfectly fine. All right. Well, here's another topic. Um, one of the exciting presentations I watched last week was when Avinash Kaushik talked about ideas for approaching search analytics differently. And it's hard because already search analytics is one of those like monsters that you have to like <laughs> approach gently because it scares people. Right. So now right. we're already talking about ways to do it differently. Well, hopefully we think this it might be easier because one of his points is there's there's a lot of data puke. <laughs> awesome <laughs> phrases going on. And uh anytime you stare at like just a spreadsheet of of uh analytics data that's rather intimidating. Right. Yeah, I'm all scared right now. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's a lot of numbers and charts to look at. Um, but the other big point that he's been pushing for a while now, we had him on the show last year, was um, microconversions and and tracking the smaller, not major conversions, maybe not even the ones that will get you money right now. But um, And you're probably much more familiar with analytics as far as our organization goes. Do you mm-hmm. think that um, the solutions are in place for tracking microconversions? Uh, they can be. Uh, as it comes, I mean, with anything you're trying to track in analytics, it comes down to ha- to your setup. 
you have to be able to set up goals and you have to be able to set up points in which the code, the JavaScript code or whatever's tracking you can be fired to track whatever it is you want to track. Um, I think the mistake that a lot of people make is either they don't know what to track or they track the wrong things. Uh, it's probably not on purpose. They just, you know, they most people read a book on analytics or a blog or something and they install it and they go, okay, well, I need to track this, this, and this. And uh, so they start tracking it and then they get to the point where they go, okay, and now I have all this data puke, as you called it, <laughs> sitting in my face and I don't know what to do with it. And that's, uh, I think that's what gets th that jump from getting the data to uh, using the data in, in some sort of actionable manner, I think is what gets a lot of people about analytics. And uh, I, I mean, a lot of sites, you can go to almost any site, they have analytics installed, but they probably don't use it right. Um, and that, I mean, we see sites all the time that, that fall into that boat. And uh, his big recommendation for filtering that data was inline segmentation. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, segmentation is being able to segment whatever you're reporting on. So let's say uh, you have a group of users and you want to, uh, in your reporting, you can segment out whether they're male or female or age ranges or, you know, if they, if you keep that data. Um, so like in, in your sign-up form, if you have a registration form that takes like a, their birth date, then you can get age. You can start to segment your visitors based on different uh, different things that make them unique. And that is just two out of the many sessions that uh, were happening at SES. Um, you should definitely take a look at the coverage on the blog, bruceclay.com slash blog. You um, did a fantastic job covering all those you, sessions. Paula. How are your hands today? <laughs> They're doing well. I've had a few days to recuperate. That's good. I don't see the wrist brace on today, so Not today. you're pretty good. <laughs> exactly. You know it's a good day. Um, but we've got more SEM Synergy coming to you, so stay right there, and we'll be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. 
Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Scott Fowles, an SEO analyst here at Bruce Clay, Inc. And Scott actually kind of specializes in conversion rate optimization as a, uh, a personal passion in a way. And uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, Scott. And thanks, thanks for having me. So before the break, I was talking about uh, last week's conference, Search Engine Strategies New York. And at the show, I attended a few sessions that were focused on conversion optimization, uh, one of them was Brian Eisenberg's uh, 21 Secrets of Top Converting Websites, where he gave um, a list of 21 features of that, that can be emulated because they really help visitors that come to a site convert. And then the other one was Tim Ash's Conversion Ninja Toolbox, and he pulled out, I think it was five tools that he uses regularly to help optimize conversions on a site. Um, and I thought I would just pull you in to help dissect or give your impressions of the advice that were shared at these sessions. Great, yeah. I know uh, Brian is definitely a, uh, or Brian and Tim are both, you know, kind of masters of their trade, so I'm sure they had a lot of great input. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, I guess we can start with the toolbox, um, that, or the ninja toolbox. I mean, sure. these are pretty slick as ninja would suggest yeah yeah i liked uh i liked how tim touched on things like crazy egg and um you know like click confetti and being able to being able to monitor um historic trending of what visitors are already doing on a website uh i think this is a great software package for for that and then i know tim has his own tool uh the attention wizard tool which actually helps predict uh future trends of what people might do on a particular, so you can kind of uh, you can kind of mesh them both together and get really a great trending report based on the combination of those. I think you know a lot of the time it's the little nuances that uh, that you actually change that have the biggest impact. So you might, while you know, as a designer or someone in the industry, we might be inclined to look at something like the hero shot or uh, you know the the big catchy headline at the top first because we're kind of um, predetermined to look at those things as a professional. But when you're talking about an end user and someone who's not a professional designer, um, you start to kind of you start to kind of realize that the really little things have much a much higher impact. For instance, I remember one time um, a good case study on that is maybe uh, 
Overstock.com where they went in and just added a little red bo- uh, box around their search bar, and that Im- improved conversion rates by like you know several hundred percent. So uh, it's the little things sometimes that make all the difference. And um, that's an interesting example. Yeah. But something else that kind of stood out to me was good design isn't ne- necessarily good for like conversion rate optimization. Yeah, uh, a lot of the time simplicity is where it's at and I think that's a point that Tim Ash always drives home really well is that uh, you know by taking any given landing page and removing half the content you can improve conversion rates that way a lot of the time. Um, I hope everyone checks that out on the blog because there's um, like I said other tools there Um, and he's got a podcast here on Webmaster Radio actually. Oh yeah? Yeah. I haven't had a chance to hear his cast. Yeah so you should check that out too. When, um, is it, when is it on? Oh, geez. I'll have to look it up. You'll have to find oh, okay. it in the, on the uh, SEM Synergy site. I'll put it there. That's a good idea. Cool. Um, the other session was with Brian Eisenberg, and Brian's been on our show here before and talked about conversion rate optimization. And what I really liked about this one is it kind of like distilled all these secrets together. And he's given this presentation before, and it is available, he says, at... Uh, at his um, Market Motive site, which you can get at tr.im slash mmsc3, although I've had some difficulty trying to locate it when I get there. Mm. But, um, so let's see, there's 21 here, and everyone is really, really important. Um, but kind of tying back to the other one, making a good, strong first impression, a good story can help. Um, um, so how do you tell a story with your website? Is there a place for that? Yeah, I mean, the important thing to take away, I think, um, is that on the web, because it's such a competitive environment, it's important that people understand who you are and that you're an actual real person. And if you want someone to actually spend money with you, um, then that's really what it takes, is you have to communicate uh, with them on their level. So you can't try to bring them into your level. Instead, you've got to try and get on the visitor's uh, level. And depending on demographics or, you know, maybe one site might have multiple demographics, that's how you should try and tailor your story. So presenting a story um, that really communicates with your demographic, I think, is really the takeaway from that. And I think that kind of also falls into um, appealing to personas and, like, recognizing the different personas in your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um... You know, and, and one thing that Brian Eisenberg does with Future Now is the uh, the uh, persuasion architecture, which plays a lot into personas, and um, where it's a little bit less testing based and more research oriented, uh, where it's about understanding who your demographic is, and and uh, I think the way that Brian splits it up is based by personas. He applies a, a persona to each different demographic type, and then from there. Uh, they kind of develop strategic uh, outlines as to how they're going to target each of those personas. So I think that's a really good strategy. Um, I know one thing he mentioned was that uh, the persuasion architecture could, you know, sometimes be done uh, against uh, multivariate testing and that kind of stuff. I personally feel like there's a place for both of them. Um, I think the more that you can understand about your demographics and and the personas uh, of the visitors of the site, the better. But at the same time, there are certain things that just can't, um, you can't really replace testing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that was something that some co- commenters on this post had was, are you telling us to stop multivariate testing? But 
I think he was also saying that A-B testing might be um, something that's more manageable for most, most organizations. Yeah, and that's a really good point, too, because a lot of websites don't have enough conversion actions in a particular day or enough visitors to support, you know, a large-scale multivariate test. So it could take several months before you can get any actionable data from those uh, versus an A-B split test. There's, you know, much fewer recipes involved, and it's, it's a much quicker process. The downside is that you're not going to get quite as much detailed um, information from an A-B test as you would from a multivariate. Okay. So they all have their uses. Um, mm-hmm. Something else that was interesting was um, pr- number 15, provide, a, provide point of action assurances. Make people comfortable so they're more likely to stick around. And, and I think the story that he told with this one was that if you have a conversion funnel and this person, this visitor is co- going from page to page in the funnel, at each point, make sure that they know they're still on the right track to get to where they're intending to go and and back that up with assurances like, okay, a few more steps left or um, now we're going to ask you to do this or something like so that they know what's even going on here, where did I go, and they don't just hit that back button. Yeah, that's actually, um, I mean, I think that plays in its biggest role. It, it really comes comes forward in a shopping cart system. Um for instance, I think barnesandnoble.com does a really good job uh, with their shopping cart where you can actually see the item and the cost of the item in your shopping cart through the whole process, and they have these dynamic forms that drop down so you aren't overwhelmed by being asked to provide all this information all at once. Instead, as you provide a little information, it drops the next step down. and uh, But you're able to see everything that you've done before that throughout the whole process. Okay. Um did you have any other exciting um, takeaways from your reading of um, these sessions, either? Of them? Yeah, I liked I liked how Brian Eisenberg got into talking a little bit about how free shipping is the most um, convertible element to offer, and I think that that's really a very logical um, explanation of how people interact on the internet. Uh, for instance, eBay kind of brought in this whole idea about the internet that. Even though you're getting products uh, at a discount, they're racking up these uh, shipping charges, and it ends up costing you more in the long run. And that's something that a lot of e-commerce sites are struggling against, you know, that whole mentality about the Internet. And, you know, the, the easiest way, obviously, to, to combat that is just to make sure people understand that shipping is free. So I think that really helps the Internet to compete with brick and mortar a little bit better. Very cool. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on the show again, but in the meantime, you can contact Scott on Twitter, where he's at Scott underscore, underscore Vowels, F-O-W-L-E-S. Um, all right, it's time for a quick break. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. 
Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, along with Aaron Landerkin and Paula Allen. And a few weeks ago, Eric Ng of Stone Temple Consulting, uh, you can find him on Twitter. Um, well, he talked to Google's head of web spam. I'm sure we all know Matt Cutts. <laughs> uh, he had a pretty in-depth interview with him. It was a long one. Luckily, he, he posted the full interview, and then he also posted a, a like a briefing of 29 tidbits there you go 29 tidbits of um what he kind of found were the juicy pieces and it's certainly a lot of information to go through but it was uh we thought it might be worth our time here what guys what stuck out to you guys in the interview uh well to me personally i uh it i mean there wasn't a lot that we here at the at bruce clay we don't we didn't know already or at least had a very, very good general idea. <laughs> so um, I didn't think it, it – I didn't really think anything really st- stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I thought there were a couple of interesting things where Matt Cutts admitted that Google's ignoring tags that a webmaster may put in, such as um, in this one spot he says that using a robots.txt to exclude certain pages does not necessarily save your crawl budget. Um, meaning that I don't know what that means. Does that mean that Google may crawl those anyway? It says that um, they may do that and keep a reference to it in their index, even though technically they're not supposed to be crawling those pages. That was kind of interesting. I mean, and I'm not uh, I'm not a technical SEO, and I thought it was just interesting that 
they're going to choose the number of pages they crawl based on your page rank. Um, I just thought they'd just kind of crawl as much as they possibly can and, and didn't discriminate as to your, your influence on the web. Right. Well, part of it is, uh, you know, the bigger the site you have, the more links you're going to have. Um, I think that that kind of that idea is, is kind of what carries how far Google is going to crawl. So, I mean, if you're a site like, say, like CNN, giant, has tons of links. They get links from everywhere because of their news stories. Uh, Google's obviously going to crawl them much deeper. They're going to crawl more of their articles because all those things get links. And their PR, the page rank flow through that site goes much deeper than it does for a, a much smaller site. And so that, that kind of thinking of, well, if my site is huge, then I'm going to get more links. So that means the deeper they'll go. That that kind of uh, ratio, I guess, of, of links into your site compared to page how many page how many pages you have, um, I think makes sense to to see how far down they'll, they'll go. That's right. Matt Cutts said, if there are a large number of pages that we consider low value, we might not crawl quite as many pages from that site, and that's completely independent of the rel canonical tag. Right. Hmm. I think it's interesting that um, for a while, or even with um, the current investigation to Google's um, practices of uh, antitrust and, and that kind of thing, what 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 am I? What's the word I'm thinking of? Anti-competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. um, he uh, Matt responded with his own blog. Po- it was, it was on the official Google blog of like, no, we're very transparent. Look at everything that we do to like try to explain what we do, including here's the full page rank dissertation, you know. Right. Um, and, and this this too is is more proof of that. Do you think that, I mean, in a way, They've certainly got to keep some stuff to themselves to stay competitive. But yeah, there's definitely a fine line between between giving away the farm and keeping it all for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they don't, it, a lot of, as SEO, we obviously think they should give more away, right? Mm-hmm. We want to know we exactly to. <laughs> exactly what they do, uh, but they're not going to do that because they don't want they don't want to give away their competitive advantage, like you said. Yeah. Um, but they have done a, a fairly good job of at least giving out hints. Um, I think Matt Cutts, as kind of a, a face to the SEOs, has really helped. Before he had his blog and before they did these videos and stuff like that, um, we got, as an SEO, we didn't get much at all from Google. And I think that, that having this kind of face to the SEOs, showing up at conferences, having the, those sessions like Ask the Search Engines and stuff, I think that I think those things have really helped, um, but I don't think they're completely transparent as they might claim they yeah. are. But I like his videos too, where he just clarifies a point in a minute or two. Right, right. That's always really good. Those are the best blog posts too that he writes that are at least for SEOs anyway. Right. I like his Linux ones too, but that's because I'm a Linux nerd. <laughs> well, you know, he also confirmed that they do process PDF files. Um, but he declined to indicate whether links in a PDF page would pass page rank. Any I, uh, guesses I on that no one? Idea. <laughs> I'm I I wonder sometimes if it's because I mean he doesn't know at the moment. It it could be. I mean, there, 
Google's big. Right. <laughs> he doesn't work. Right. He doesn't make the search engine himself. So <laughs> it's, uh, it could be that he doesn't know. It could be that, uh, you know, PDF files are uh, they're a special kind of file. You know, they're made by Adobe. So maybe sometimes the links are embedded in the file in such a way that they're not readable. And some are uh, kind of like flash ones. So it could be a, there could be many reasons why that, why that happens. Mm-hmm. And um, at the conference, I thought it was adorable that um, Miley Oye, uh, I believe, what would you call her? I think she's in charge of the um, Webmaster Tools blog. Uh, mm-hmm. And she was all excited when somebody, well, she told the moderator who was just stepping in, for a replacement and she said yeah this is what my topic is and the moderator goes oh then can I ask you about this and she was like I'd love if you asked me about this I love when I don't have to say I have to decline to comment on that (laughs) that's great I had a lot to say about um, 301 redirects and this actually I wanted to ask you about Erin Matt made a comment that you can lose link juice in the case of 301 redirects Eric wrote that in a follow-on email, Matt confirmed that there is some loss of PR through a 301. One of the commenters mm-hmm. on that uh, Tidbits post mentioned, I'm assuming that Matt isn't referring to 301s within a server within a domain, but only from site to site. What do you think? Possibly. Um, I mean, we've, we've used 301s forever to move pages when we're fixing site architecture, uh, rarely have we seen uh, pages drop in ranking or for certain keywords or uh, or some sort of like loss from doing so. Um, so if there's a page rank decay that's involved uh, with doing a 301 in general, then it's it's probably very uh, insignificant. Um, but I would agree that there's probably some cases where you have, you know, you're redirecting like ten pages to one. There's probably some sort of like link decay there. I mean, you don't want. Uh, I mean, if you're taking content that was obviously link worthy in different spots and re- trying to redirect it to one spot to kind of like point every single link you can get at this one page, I'm sure there's some sort of decay there. I don't mm-hmm. think. Uh, I don't think you would want to create you know 50 pages that get some links and then point them to one and think that page is going to rank, you know, the highest on your site. It's going to be the highest page rank. It's going to be the, the best page just because because that page hasn't done anything yet. That page is just being is the target of the redirect. And I don't think, because that, that page hasn't done anything, I don't think Google would just blindly give it, you know, as much uh, PR as, as, some of, as maybe some of the other pages that you had. That makes sense. And a 301 is still the best choice if you have to move a URL. The only choice. The only choice. Okay. <laughs> Let's make clear up. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use anything else. All right. Very cool. So we are out of time, but you can find that at the Stone Temple Consulting blog. And thank you, for everyone, for tuning in, and thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing our show. Check out SEMsenergy.com for more on this week's guests and topics, and follow us on Twitter, where we're at SEMsenergy. And if you have internet marketing questions, we'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to SEMsenergy at BruceClay.com. Come back next week for more industry info and experts. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.